Welcome to the biggest thing to hit the financial advisory ESG community, environmental, social, and governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Hello, and welcome to the ESG Players Podcast with your host, Jonathan Kavaznik, one of the leading ESG advisors in the country. I am producer Becca. This week, we will be discussing the UN Sustainable Development Goal number five, achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. And hello, everyone in podcast land. Uh, this is Jonathan Kavaznik, your host. Today, we have a wonderful guest on the ESG Players podcast, Kateri Ruiz. She is the founder of MAIA, a community of women conscious consumers. Kateri, welcome to our podcast today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. So we're really excited that you are very involved in trying to help women in the community and for, uh, I believe, gender equality. Is that a true statement? 100%. And can you tell us a little bit about what the organization MAIA actually is about? Yes. Maya is really like your go-to resource to find women-owned businesses. It's a free, searchable, national guide to women-owned products and services for both your home and for your business. And equality is our baseline. Every claimed business listed in our directory is at least 50% women-owned. So think of it like your personal assistant to find a cup of coffee or a website development firm or maybe a construction company, plus thousands more. Excellent. So I saw you quoted, and and you were quoted as saying that if each female in the U.S. spent $20 a month at a women-owned business for a year, they would drive $37.7 billion more to women-owned companies, which is more than all the venture capital funding did in 2017, so that the money really matters. And one of the areas that we really specialize in is our niche is we're the investment services within Bank Cherokee, which happens to be a women-owned business and run by a woman CEO. And our investment is really in the environmental and social aspect. And on the social, we're working on the UN sustainability goal about gender equality because we really believe in that. Can you explain a little bit about that quote and why it's so key that women step up and maybe do business with other women and how that impact can really matter? Yeah, you know, the impact that statement is really kind of key for understanding the impact of what we call women-conscious consumerism. And so it is your woman lens, so to speak, but you could use it across all of the ways that you think about your money. So in your business, you're going to think about it from an investing lens, but people, humans, as the CEOs of our own lives, could really use our money to do a lot of good by just adopting a woman-conscious lens to, like, our purchasing decisions. And when, when we talk about the, the just spending the $20 a month for one year at a woman-owned company, a woman-owned business, that would outpace significantly all venture capital funding that was given to woman-owned companies. And the stat that you read actually was for 2017. 
the new stats came out for 2018, but basically females would drive $39.6 billion directly to women. Amazing. Can you explain or share with our listeners where you had that aha moment where you realized this is something really important and something that I need to be part of? Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, we're lagging the Super Bowl, but about five years ago, you know, we're sitting on our living room floor watching an NFL football game, typical Sunday afternoon. And it was the first time that I realized that five out of the six people in my own household were female. And yet we watched all male sporting events. <laughs> and so slowly, exactly. You know, slowly I started to question whether or not we acted in alignment with our values. And moreover, could we even prove it? So it's one thing for us to believe that we support women and men equally. And it's quite another to say that we can actually prove it. So we kind of started. To figure it out, we started with super simple questions, like when we were having conversation at our dining room table, were we referencing female thought leaders as often as we referenced male thought leaders? And we weren't. And we moved into movies and books next. Were we were women creating and directing and acting at the same rate to men? Nope. And then I realized how androcentric our world really was and how that norm is just so comfortably ingrained in all of us that frankly for 40 years, I didn't even notice it. You know, it wasn't until I was the mom of four daughters where I started to look at it from that lens. And we weren't even aiming for 100% women. We were just trying to prove equal, 50%. So we went next to like products and services, and restaurants, and stores. And we were even consuming at a rate of 5%. So annoyed, I gave our family our personal challenge. I was, I said, fine, put your money where your mouth is. If 83% of your household is female, then 83% of your household spending should be going to women-owned, women-created, Women ideated products and services. And I failed, <laughs> I failed miserably month over month. And what I found was that there was this huge information gap in the marketplace in 2017. And that was crazy. Kateri, you are from a large family. You are the 12th of 12 children, which is amazing. How many were women? How many were girls? Yeah, so there are. Seven women now um, and five men. Nice. Did that impact you even before you had the four daughters? We grew up on a on a big family farm. And so, you know, I grew up knowing I could do just about anything that anybody else could do. And and I could prove it. But what was interesting is that I didn't so I, I kind of grew up with that fierce uh, independence. You know, I will, I will do, I will do what I, what I can and what I need to. And it wasn't until I entered the business world, frankly, where I realized how different the data sets get once you leave academia. 
And that is, you know, that was really my aha moment from a professional point of view. And then it wasn't until I had the girls where I started to really say and really think about it from, can you prove it? You know, it's, it's, um, that was a whole other level of, of kind of onus and responsibility as the mom and dad, frankly, my husband was equally in that, you know, tasked with proving to your daughters or proving to the youth coming up a world where women truly do have equal representation and, equal, and actualize equality, not just the notion of it. Katira, can you tell me, is uh, Maya, M-A-I-A, an acronym, or what? what is the meaning behind that? I know. Um, you know, the name of the company sat for about six months. I, this is not my forte, and I could not come up with anything that didn't feel contrived or, um, yeah, like, you know, forced or contrived. Mm-hmm. And finally, someone asked me, why did you even start this? And I literally thought of my four daughters. I wrote down their names. And oh, yeah. Maya is an acronym of the first initial of each of my four daughters' first names. Nice. That makes perfect sense to me. I totally get it. Um, so tell me if I'm trying to interact and engage with Maya and I'm looking for a way to find out who these women-owned businesses are, are you offering a, a directory of a sort or are you doing educational or how are you getting that word out? What's the resources you're making available? Thank you. Um, we are attempting to partner with as many, you know, women-centric organizations that naturally support the women-owned business ecosystem because we figured that would be the fastest way to reach and validate kind of the directory. And but really the magic of the site is when women put up their own kind of story behind their business. So Consumers don't, you know, consumers want to align their money with their values, and so we just assume that, you know, equal equality is the is the baseline there. So, in addition to that, what makes Maya really cool is that when women business owners go in and they put up their story. So, in addition to their product or service, they also say like the causes and the things that matter the most to them. So, for example. If I believe in also saving the boundary waters, I can search for companies whose BizBack program actually supports them, like Superior Switchell. Or if I care about reducing and reusing and recycling, I can search for companies who support those causes, like EcoBag. That's really what makes Maya... Um, very rich from a consumer's point of view because of course I'm going to agree on on equality and but what but I also want to support the causes that are the closest to my heart and um, that's what that's what that that searchable kind of keyword searchable directory does. Nice. We just want to give our listeners an opportunity to be able to find you and reach out to you. Can you give them the information on uh, either on the web or by phone or, you know, what contact information they can use to, to locate you? You can find Maya at M-A-I-A dot community. M-A-I-A dot community. That entire word is our, our extension. And you sign in for free and start searching for free. 
How do you create an income from this? Do you get advertising or? Yeah, so that premium listing where the woman business owner kind of tells her story in addition to talking about her product service, that is um, our sole revenue model right now. And that's really a woman business owner's endorsement of women conscious consumerism. Kateri, you kind of just started a blog, correct? For people? Yes. Awesome. And did I notice that there was a Facebook page as well, right? There, yeah, there is. So we started a blog, and that will tell founding women's stories as well as kind of thoughts and random thoughts that we have. Um, there's also an events page for women organizations who want to be able to find other people who like to be a part of their growing organization. They can list their events out there for free. And then you can always find us and follow us on our social channels on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Awesome. Kateri, thank you so much for being on the ESG Players podcast today. We're really excited for what you're doing. It means a lot to us in the ESG community. And we love that you are a player in this community. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. If you have any questions, please contact Jonathan Kavaznik at jkavaznik, that's K-V-A-S-N-I-K, at securitiesamerica.com. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A, S-I-P-C. Jonathan B. Kovacnik, C-H-F-C. Registered Representative, Advisory Services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc. Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured. No bank guarantees. May lose value. Not insured by any government agency. Not bank deposits.